Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. Welcome to the Insane Things Podcast, where we wrap up the week that was. I want to start this one with asking you a favor. We've had incredible numbers on this podcast. 80,000 streams a month. I know we can take it to 100,000. And if we do, I would qualify for the promotions package my company offers, the podcasters who go over 100,000. In other words, we can really take this thing to the next level. Would you do me a favor, share this podcast with people you know who are like-minded, people who don't get good talk radio, anybody anywhere that you can think of, or share it on your social media and ask people to subscribe. Okay, let's dive in. The number one insane thing this week... All hell broke loose when Governor Abbott of Texas and Ron DeSantis of Florida shipped a mere 150 illegal immigrants to the front lawn of Kamala Harris's Washington, D.C. home and to left-wing Martha's Vineyard, playground of uber-wealthy liberals. And oh, the hypocrisy. Did you see what Martha's Vineyard did? Had an emergency meeting to declare the whole thing horrifically racist. Oh, and a humanitarian crisis. Folks, the population of Martha's Vineyard is 17,000. They got 50. As Ted Cruz pointed out, Del Rio, Texas, got 15,000 illegal immigrant Haitian Democrat voters in a single day. Del Rio has a population of 36,000. You see the problem there. Understand, this is a voter drive. And the Democrats are freaking out precisely because they are fighting for every single day they can keep that border open. New York Times has reported since Biden took office, 4.9 million illegals have crossed it. That's one hell of a voter drive. But more on that in a minute. The optics of the whole thing were hilariously horrific for the Democrats. You know what you're seeing here? The only Republicans fighting to win these midterms are the governors. You're just not getting this in Washington, D.C. And we saw this this week in a Trafalgar poll. Do you see this poll? 56% of Americans agreed in Trafalgar's poll that the Republicans hadn't made the argument for electing them in the midterms. Then they haven't. It's been up to the governors because our leadership sucks so bad. The drop-off of 100 illegals in front of Kamala's house hilariously resulted in this interview with Griff Jenkins and one of the illegals. Vice President Harris uh, said that the border is closed 
Is the border closed? Do you believe that the border is closed or is it open? It's open, not closed. The border is open. The border is open. Do you believe that all the migrants believe that the border is open? Yeah, everybody believes that the border is open. It's open because we enter. We come in free. No problem. It's open for you to come illegally, right? Illegally, yes, illegally. That's true. And you came illegally? Yeah, we came illegally, not legal. Harris, who's supposed to be the border czar, but has never actually visited the border. She did visit Texas while pretending to visit the border, but she's never visited the border. Had no answer for it. Here's a reporter chasing her as she ran away. Folks, this is the vice president. Vice President Harris, any comment on the migrants that were dropped off at the Naval Observatory? No response as she literally runs from the reporter. Yet here Kamala Harris, border czar, is earlier this week talking to Chuck Todd. The border is secure. We're going to have two million people cross this border for the first time ever. You're confident this border is secure? We have a secure border. We also have to put in place a law and a plan for a pathway for citizenship. Happen. Okay, first of all, the number is 4.9 million for the whole Biden administration so far. The 2 million Chuck Todd just mentioned there, that's just this year. Notice what she does there. She doesn't say anything about fixing the border. She's only interested in amnestying these illegal immigrants so they can vote. Joe Biden, not surprisingly, took to the microphone and raged against Republicans for doing exactly what he's doing while, while pretending he's trying to close the border. But that's not what's going on here. See, folks need to understand the Democrats are betting everything and don't care if they lose in the midterms if they can get enough voters in so that we can have a one-party system every dictatorship on earth is a one-party system every communist regime is a one-party system that's what they're building so that nobody can ever say no to them again and they will do anything lose any race to get it People don't really understand the extent of this. I hear all the time, well, look, people keep coming to America. All these illegals, they just love America. (laughs) No, that's not why they're coming. They may love America. I don't know. But it's not why they're coming. Look at the story the New York Post broke this week. Before these illegals even hit the border, while they're still in Mexico, each one of them gets a preloaded debit card with 800 of your taxpayer dollars on it. That money was funneled through the State Department. So they come over in family groups, couples, they get handed $1,600 cold cash while Americans struggle to pay their bills at the grocery store. And then what do they get? Remember, they get a free brand banking new cell phone. When was the last time you got one of those? Now, the Washington Examiner reported this. What is on the cell phone? Two things. The Democrats want to track their voters. This lets them do that. But it also comes with pre-installed apps for them to begin the process of applying for welfare and free medical care. Anyone who tells themselves they're coming here because they love America, (laughs) whatever. Then they're put in hotels where they stay for free until we get them settled. Also, with your money. But understand something. People don't understand this. I can't explain it enough. You'll hear the term asylum. That is a totally different thing than green card. The asylum laws passed by Congress were only supposed to admit six to maybe a dozen people a year. These were supposed to be the most persecuted people on earth. Those who were literally being hunted and killed 
by their governments or in real danger of that. And so it was assumed they would be absolutely desperate. And so just for those people, for many years, it was literally single digits who would get this every year. Just for those people and no one else in America, there are no welfare limits. Let me explain. If you're an American citizen, maybe your family lived in slavery five generations ago. Maybe you're one of those businesses that Fauci shut down and Burke shut down just for kicks, the 95,000 and you're destitute, right? Your family of four is limited to $54,000 in welfare benefits. Then you get cut off. Well, regular listeners to the Battleground podcast know those who get asylum, only supposed to be given to a handful of people a year, have no limits. There are over five dozen welfare programs in this country that can max out every single one and live like kings. The Biden administration is handing this out like candy. Now, 90% plus of their applications for asylum will eventually be denied. But because Joe Biden has let in almost 5 million people this year, the wait list The waiting line for those cases to be heard is now five to seven years. So you come here and you live like an absolute king. No need to work at all for at least five to seven years. People don't understand this. This is why Joe Biden just had to ask for another 20 billion with a B dollars in emergency funds. We don't have dollars anymore. We spent them all. So we will print that and you will pay at the grocery store in inflation. At least a million people since Joe Biden has taken office have gotten that deal. A deal you will never have as a taxpayer. It's what you have to offer them to get them to risk their life crossing that desert. To be raped on their way. For them, it's worth it. Now does it make sense? And the Democrats will do anything that it takes to keep this going. And this is the plan. Remember, when he was campaigning, Joe Biden told us he was going to do this. In his Sanders-Biden plan on his campaign website, they said that they were going to welcome all of the world's migrants. That's over 200 million people to come to the United States as asylees to get that welfare package. What I would do as president, I would in fact make sure we immediately surge to the border. All those people are seeking asylum. And what would that be like? Joe Biden told us. Back when Obama was president and they were having a record-breaking surge at Obama's then-open border, that he celebrated it, that it's what he'd do if he was president. And the wave still continues. It's not going to stop, nor should we want it to stop. As a matter of fact, it's one of the things I think we can be most proud of. An unrelenting stream of immigration, nonstop, nonstop. Folks like me who were Caucasian of European descent for the first time in 2017 will be in an absolute minority in the United States of America. Absolute minority. Fewer than 50% of the people in America from then and on will be white European stock. That's not a bad thing. That's That's a source of our strength. Look, his word's not mine. For them, it's racial. For them, it's about remaking the electorate, and they will do anything to keep it going. And I mean anything. Which leads us to insane thing number two. How comfortable the Democrats are getting with the idea, and we're seeing examples of this weekly now, that anyone who embarrasses them, makes them look bad, should be arrested. That's why I've broken this out of insane thing number one. Yeah, it's on immigration, but Gavin Newsom writing a letter to the head of the Department of Justice, Merrick Garland, demanding the criminal prosecution 
of Ron DeSantis and Greg Abbott, the two governors of Texas and Florida, for doing, bringing these migrants exactly what Joe Biden is doing. Tells you everything you need to know. They aren't even going to bother to have the political fighter make the argument anymore. They're just simply going to prosecute anybody who politically gets in their way because they can. They control the FBI and they control the DOJ. Here's Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody reacting in shock to the idea. Can you picture what they're asking him to do, what Newsom's asking him to do? Can you picture, because we're going to see this. We are going to see this in our lifetimes. I'd predict it in the next 10 years, if not the next five. We are going to see one of these Republican governors, the only ones who are fighting, hauled out of their mansion in cuffs. Here's Todd Pyro talking to Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody about this. You can hear the outrage in her voice. By that reasoning, wouldn't the DOJ have to investigate the Biden administration for doing the exact same thing when it came to those migrant flights that the Biden administration itself sent up here to Westchester County in New York? Exactly. The hypocrisy. I have been saying, not only have I been saying, I've been in court fighting and proving that they are breaking the law every day. When they have opened these borders, when they are letting people flood in, when they are releasing hundreds of thousands into our interior every single day they are breaking the law they've become part of the cartel conspiracies they're helping them move it across the country by moving these people around the united states pot kettle and that's what was so chilling almost immediately left-wing twitter accounts of mainstream media journalists the blue check army exploded with journalists citing statutes that Ron DeSantis and Greg Abbott could be prosecuted under for doing this. The very thing Biden has been doing and they've been largely ignoring for a year. Manu Raju thought they could get him under human trafficking statutes. They want to see these guys hauled out of governor's mansions in cuffs. It's on, but we've never seen this America, folks. Um, then you have Eliza Minoff. She thought they could use civil rights laws. And she wrote that this parallels Republican busing of asylum seekers in 2022 to the segregationist busing of black families out of the South exactly 60 years ago. It was the Democrats who did that. So she thought they could come after him legally that way. Then Rick Wilson of the Lincoln Project, who's a CNN commentator, he said we should use 8 U.S.C. 1342. It's a law that makes it a felony to be a coyote to knowingly move illegals into the country. It's exactly what Joe Biden's been doing. But they never called it a crime until now. So this is how confident they are that the DOJ will follow their suggestion and hurt these governors criminally. Folks, this is a very scary time in our country. How insane did this get before it was over on Friday? And this shows you how important this voter drive is to the left. CNN actually brought on documentary maker Ken Burns, noted liberal, who's got a new documentary out on the Holocaust. To compare, I kid you not, Ron DeSantis and Governor Abbott shipping these illegals, just as Joe Biden is, to the cattle cars that shipped the Jews during the Holocaust. Burns was clearly brought on for that purpose and asked, hey, it's kind of the same thing as happened during the Holocaust, right? Here's his answer on CNN. This is what's so uh, disturbing about DeSantis is to use human beings, to weaponize human beings for a political purpose. And so when you look at the story that we're telling of the U.S. and the Holocaust, you understand that the time to save a democracy is before it's lost. 
Um, these illegals went voluntarily, just like they do when Joe Biden flies them all over the country. And they didn't end up in concentration camps. They ended up in Martha's Vineyard, one of the richest zip codes in the United States of America. And the irony there, do you know what the Martha's Vineyard City Council has already decided to do? To ship them out. The same thing as the Santis and Abbott, except when good liberals do it. It's not Holocaust at all. It's just smart policy. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Again, why are they willing to do this? Because this voter drive has resulted in 47 million foreign-born living in America. Not all of them are illegal immigrants by any stretch, but it gives you some idea of how many are here. They will do anything, including arresting their opposition to keep the voter drive going because they know it's a numbers game. If they can get there, they can overcome this electorate and have total power. But what they can also prevent is the fragmentation of the country. In other words, if they can spread these illegals out, and this is why they've invested so many billions of dollars in flying and busing them everywhere, if they can spread them out in these states, the moment they amnesty them, guess what? All these red states, they flip to purple and blue. And so you're not even going to have a place where you can go and hide from them, a.k.a. a place where a state could secede, a place uh, where a state could nullify federal law and disobey in the way that our founders intended. That's how they intended states to rebel. They're simply going to dilute them. This is the goal. It is the most important thing they are doing. It is the alpha and the omega, and they will do anything to protect it. Want proof? Listen to this. White House spokesperson Cringe John Pierre was asked about the illegals in front of Kamala Harris's house saying, hey, look, border's wide open. I came here illegally. No problem. And listen to what the reporter's asking her to do, to just simply say, don't come, right? Because every time the Biden administration says that, it ricochets all over the inter- internet, goes all through all these countries they're coming from. Listen to her change the subject rather than tell them not to come because that is the goal. Do you have a message for the migrants, though, who are saying that the border is open? I mean, today we talked to a few who arrived in D.C. They said that the border is open. We know it's open because we come, we enter, no problem. We haven't heard a message from the administration in a few months telling people not to come. Um, We've heard you guys talking about trying to make it a more orderly process, but you're not telling people not to come. So Department of Homeland Security uh, Secretary Mayorkas has been very clear. Uh, He was on TV recently talking about this, talking about the work uh, that they do. See, she forfeited her chance to tell them not to come. But the goal is for them to come. Which leads us to insane thing number three. Eventually, in an autocracy, a dictatorship, Things move from trying to convince people to trying to force them. This was pretty much that week in this country when we learned that that is happening. The most shocking article of the week to me is the one in which I learned I'm under surveillance by the FBI. And probably so are you. 
Here's how I know. The New York Post interviewed whistleblowers who said that the FBI had requested and Facebook had turned over private messages from people on Facebook, not promising to do violence, but those criticizing the federal government, uh, criticizing federal authority or questioning the 2020 election. Well, no less than hundreds of you have messaged me on Facebook doing exactly those things while threatening no violence, nothing like that at all. Everybody involved in the chain, the New York Post reports, was turned over to the FBI. And those were then turned over to regional offices for investigation and surveillance. That's right. If you merely criticize your country, uh, criticize the FBI, criticize the federal government, question the election, you qualify to be under surveillance, which means I am. Many of you have sent me those messages. I had to think about that overnight. It rocked me to my core. Surveillance, how? The New York Post didn't say, but they're watching. Think about that. Just think about it. And folks, I started getting text messages about this from my listeners. Oh, I'm just not on Facebook. I just want to use Facebook. Don't you dare think it's just Facebook. Oh, I'm sure they got the same deal with Twitter. And I can guarantee you they've got it with Samsung and Apple too. Those text messages you thought were private? Nope. You send one criticizing your government doing any of those things? I guarantee they're watching you too. How are they watching you? I'm sure we'll eventually figure it out. But rest assured, you have been singled out. And you are being watched even if you didn't threaten violence. Meanwhile, this is the clip of the week because it shows you where they're going. All of this thuggery by our intel agencies to tamp us down from even criticizing the government does not apply in any way to the left. In fact, they can threaten violence openly from the Senate floor and they'll be completely unmolested by these agencies. As Maisie Hirono, a senator from Hawaii, did this week to almost no criticism. Folks, you listen to this and I'm going to tell you what, we are going to see leftists commit more violence. And how do I know it'll work? Remember the podcast that I did when Lori Lightfoot, mayor of Chicago, said after the Supreme Court ruling on abortion that gay people needed to pick up arms. And then a man in a skirt, a transgender kid, did. He shot up a 4th of July parade, killing several Where? Just outside Lori Lightfoot's suburb, less than six weeks after she told him to pick up arms and use them. And guess what he was wearing when he did it? Yup, a dress. The police tried to cover for him, saying "Ah, he was probably just trying to, you know, escape. No, he wasn't. It's worked before, and the Democrats know it. And Maisie Hirono called for them to do it, to take up arms against those who had attacked them over abortion. Well, That would be the Supreme Court and us who support their decision. Yet they're completely, completely unbothered and unmolested after calling literally for violence. Listen to her do it. And she wanted to be clear here. There's no mistaking this. This isn't a figurative thing she was calling for, a manner of speech. She emphasized literally take up arms. She's a Democrat. And can you even imagine how the Democrats would have freaked out if one of us said this. This is an outright attack on women in this country. That is how I see it. And why? <laughs> because that's what's happening. Clearly, you know, this is a um, literally call to arms in our country. Insane thing number four, the wheels are coming off the economy in ways we've never seen in our lifetime shattering records. As Bloomberg admitted this week in this article, U.S. household net worth falls most on 
record, never before seen in any other financial period in history, including the Great Recession. A staggering $6.1 trillion drop in household wealth between April and June. The second shoe to drop this week was buried deep inside the inflation report. It's what caused the market to crash down almost 1,300 points, even though the overall and very fake inflation rate actually went down a bit. It was this number, 24%. That's the basket of how-tos. It's a combination of the three clearest indicators of inflation. Groceries, utilities, and gas. Combined, they're at a 24% inflation rate. Staggering. Groceries are at a 13.1% inflation rate. Utilities at an absolutely staggering 33% inflation rate. Let that sink in. Those are the kind of inflationary numbers you only used to see in third world regimes. But all over the place this week, from the mainstream and Biden officials, there were small hints of what's coming. Like this CNN business article headlined, the Fed could crash the housing market. What does that mean? The last time the housing market crashed, we got the Great Recession. Then billionaire investor Ray Dalio, who's very respected and listened to around the world, did some back-of-the-envelope calculations that the mainstream media just won't do ahead of the midterms. And he said, hey, wait, if the Fed raises rates at the rate they're talking about, stocks will lose 20% of their value. Um, whoa. That's the kind of stuff you just won't get from the financial media right now. It's bent on lying to you, including telling you practically on a loop that we're not in a recession. We are. But that we might be next year. I'm telling you, within 72 hours of the midterms being over, you're going to get the truth. But we're already getting hints of it now from these business stations, broadcasters that don't want to be wrong. They just don't want you to figure it out before the midterms and vote the Democrats out. That article I told you about a minute ago, the Fed could crash the housing market. The real headline was buried in the middle of it. You got to go down several screens to see it. And CNN will do this with bad news. They hide it at the end of articles. Here's the real headline. Headline: Americans should prepare for a heating bill shock this winter. So says Chevron Chairman and CEO Mike Worth. Wait, uh, energy shock? Utilities are already at 33% inflation. Worse than that? Worse than that. Well, like, how bad we talking, Mike? Ah, about what Europe's going through right now. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You mean Europe? Where they're, they're honest about this in the media, and they're already forecasting that 25% of Brits won't even be turning on the heat this winter. They can't afford to. Germans, you'll remember, are already scrounging for firewood to heat their houses with. That was the number one search in Germany in August. Firewood. In Poland, the lines to pick up coal ahead of this winter already stretch for miles. In Ireland, you have headlines like this one in the Irish Times. 70% of Irish households could be in energy poverty in worst case scenarios drawn up for crisis group. What's the best case scenario? 43%. Now, the Chevron CEO told the same lie that the Biden administration's telling. He said, well, at least we got some relief on the gasoline prices, the diesel prices, which are all the, the price of your food because you move food with diesel. But remember, Joe Biden hit all-time highs in oil and gas prices earlier this year. So yes, they've come down, but they're still at old all-time highs. Our economy cannot sustain this, and neither can our factories. Because in Britain, 
Remember, their forecasting one in six manufacturers will simply go out of business, unable to afford to manufacture at these energy costs. And the CEO of Chevron saying it's coming here like Europe. Yup. They've just managed to black it out so far, but it's going to be bad. Now, let's go back to the part where he says about gas. Oh, don't worry. At least gas won't be as high as it used to be. He means the all-time highs from earlier this year. But wait a minute. Janet Yellen, our Treasury Secretary, said otherwise earlier this week when she warned that gasoline prices, and that then means, you know, that's oil prices. So that's diesel prices too. Remember, they move your food with diesel, right? So every energy crisis is always a food crisis too as we're seeing in Europe, where they are um, predicting food crises as well. What did Janet Yellen let out of the bag this week? It was barely covered. It was stunning news. She casually says, oh, we might have to cap the price of gasoline because it'll go out of control later this fall. They're barely holding the prices down now ahead of the midterms with these releases from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. But that'll all end because the Democrats want to skyrocket energy prices. It is the goal. By the way, Biden could easily fix all of this by retracting his 70 executive uh, regulatory orders that apply to federal lands uh, where 20 to 25 percent of our oil comes from, because we could put the 1.5 million barrels a day that were on the world market from America under Trump back. It's not hard to do. We don't have to do any of this. None of this suffering is necessary. The Democrats are choosing it. They just haven't inflicted the worst of it yet because the midterms are coming, but they will beat the tar out of us after the midterms because that's what Obama wanted. These are his policies. He told us that energy prices must necessarily skyrocket, and that is what they're doing. But back to what Yellen said. Wait, cap the price of gas? You mean like in the 1970s? Yep, she said they might have to, which means they're gonna. She'd have never brought this up if she didn't think it was necessary. She just doesn't want to be on the record as having not foreseen it coming. So she just casually drops it and moves on. So later she could say she predicted it. Not my fault. I told you. Well, it's a risk. And it's a risk that um, we're working on the price cap to try to address. I believe this is something that can be essential. And it's something that we're trying to put in place to uh, avoid a future spike in oil prices. Let me translate for you what's coming. Because remember in the 1970s, they had those long gas lines? Yeah, because when gas station owners buy gasoline, the price that they pay is exactly the price they expect the next shipment to cost so they can afford to buy it, stay open. You put a cap on that, guess what? They can't pay for the shipment and the lines start. And society grinds to a halt. Think your food delivery and all, folks, it's going to get crazy. At least that's around the edges what you can see coming. Get ready. Batten down the hatches. Because once those midterms are over, it's on. It's war. And they are going to shrink our economy deliberately to achieve their green dream. And they're going to use artificially inflated energy prices to do it. The only hope we have to stop them is to put a big enough congressional majority in place to override Biden. Battleground America with Tara Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.